Please be seated. Hypocrisy, it is a word that we as Christians are all too familiar with. The church has long been accused of talking a big game, but leaving behind a trail of empty promises, of failing to practice what we preach and teach from our pulpits on Sunday mornings, in the cities and communities that are beyond our pews. The atheist and the agnostic are always at the ready when it comes to the hypocrisy of our faith, as were most of the prophets, as are many of us. We are sensitive to the label, constantly searching our hearts. Do our declarations within the church match our actions outside of it? Do the words we preach and hear translate to our daily lives? Jesus uses the word hypocrite more than anyone else in Holy Scripture, 20 times to be exact, more than words like wealth and hell. Jesus is quick to point out the hypocrisy in those he encounters. Our gospel reading today finds Jesus in such an account encounter. It is the Sabbath. Jesus and his friends attend the synagogue as is custom. He is teaching the people when a woman suffering a great ailment enters. Jesus calls her over and heals her. The action does not escape the watchful eye of the synagogue leader who calls Jesus to task and challenges him in front of the crowd. There are six days on which work can be done, he says, and this is not one of them. Jesus, as always, is quick to respond. Do you not untie your donkey on the Sabbath? so it can drink water, he asked them. Why then can't this woman, a child of God, be set free from her pain on this holy day? He calls them hypocrites, and they immediately see their hypocrisy. When we reflect on our own hypocrisy, we almost always focus on whether or not our actions outside of church match our actions within. Seldom do we reverse that equation. Yet this morning, that is just what Jesus is doing. He is clearly challenging the people of the synagogue to act within its holy space and on its holy day with the same compassion that they do outside of it to give the people of God, their brothers and sisters, the same dignity that they would give a donkey or an ox. Maybe instead of asking whether or not we are the same people out there as we are in here, 
we should ask this. Are we the same people gathered here on Sunday morning as we are out there the rest of the week? Strangely, our compassion is often stronger outside of the church. And when we are wounded, the church is often the last place that we ever want to show it. That old phrase, our Sunday best, comes to mind. There are times and places where families are dressed in rags six days out of the week. But come Sunday morning, they don their finest. Polished shoes, crisp white shirts. I am not judging, I only borrow this imagery because there are so many of us whose lives are falling apart six days out of the week. But we come here and we put on a fake smile and we pray that no one will notice. Heaven forbid our church family know of our struggles. Our friends, our co-workers, our neighbors, yes, they all may know, but our church, never. Our own churches are often the last places we come to for help, the last place we would ever show the fractures in our veneer. The thing is, though, you don't have to be your best on Sunday morning. You just have to be yourself, and you just have to show up. The lady in this morning's gospel did just that, and she was healed, and restored. How many times over the 18 years of her affliction did she walk into that synagogue and stand alone? How many times was she ostracized? How many times did others whisper about her? But she kept coming. She kept showing up. And one day, something miraculous happened. We can feel a little judged on Sunday morning, can't we? And we can feel a little judgmental, too. Sometimes more than any other day or any other time of the week. Surely this is the last place that we should feel that way. The church is the fountain that makes us well. It is the strong mountain, the rock that stands against the troubles and sorrows of the world. It is the one place that you can truly call for help. And this room is full of people that would do anything for one another. I know that. Full of people that are ready, standing by to help, to lighten the yoke and to carry the load. Yet more often than not, we are terrified to ask one another for help. Terrified to show the closest to us our weaknesses or our frailties. Sometimes we think the problems of the world are so big that our own must be trivial, even as they tear away at us. We are called by God to go out and serve the world to heal the broken, 
and bring relief to captives. This morning, may we be reminded that the Holy Spirit is not a one-way street. Just as we are called to go to the needy, the needy are called here. People are called to this place to be healed. People come here to this very spot at this very time to find relief. We all do. We are those people. And healing here is abundant. Perhaps our biggest hypocrisy from time to time is the fact that we often miss the pain and the hurt that is sitting right in front of us. The people we love, the people we gather with once a week in praise and offering, thanksgiving. Perhaps it is the fact that we speak of a compassionate community, but can't allow ourselves to test that theory with our own hearts, with our own vulnerabilities. Let us remember to always open our ears and our hearts and our arms to the struggles of our church family, to those sitting beside us in fellowship. More than that, let's believe a little bit more in what we say. Let's capture the bravery and trust of the sick woman in today's gospel and share with one another when we are hurting when we are struggling, when we are down. I promise when we do, there will be no hypocrisy at the other end of the line. And we can all begin to truly live into the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, matching our words about this community with its strong, comforting embrace. Amen.